lecture ten part one of christian patience by william bernard ullathorne this librivox recording is in the public domain lecture ten on prayer part one all things whatsoever you ask when you pray believe that you shall receive and they shall come to you st mark chapter eleven verse twenty four before entering upon the important subject of patience in prayer it will be expedient to give some instruction on the true spirit of prayer the path of prayer is the king's highway from earth to heaven whilst the body remains on its kindred earth the spirit ascends on the wings of grace into that divine region of light and good for which she was created this royal path leads the soul into the eternal presence there to plead her cause with her creator and sovereign lord there to converse in the humble spirit of childlike affection with her heavenly father there to receive his good and perfect gifts this royal highway to god was opened for us by our lord jesus christ was consecrated by his prayers and sufferings and was illuminated by his ascension to heaven through the path which he opened by his incarnation he bridged the whole distance between the creature and the creator he is himself the way the light of the way and its security through him we have access to the father who answers us with mercy and benignity i go to the father and whatsoever you ask the father in my name that will i do that the father may be glorified in the son st john chapter fourteen verse thirteen this holy path of prayer was figured in the vision of jacob reposing in solitude with his head upon a stone he saw a ladder ascending from earth to heaven and the lord leaned upon the ladder and the angels of the lord ascended and descended they ascended with the prayers of mortals and descended with the gifts of god prayer is the golden key that unlocks the celestial treasury to our spiritual wants and opens the door of god's providence to our temporal necessities in bountiful reply to the cry of our hearts comes that holy light which enlightens our minds that grace of life which removes our offences that fire of charity that kindles our soul with love that fortitude which strengthens us with the gifts of the holy ghost in a word prayer is the commerce of the soul with god through jesus christ in the supreme affair of our salvation and perfection i am the way and the truth and the life no one cometh to the father but by me st john chapter fourteen verse six prayer is therefore the noblest and most exalted action of which man is capable through the grace of god it is the sublimest act of the human intelligence and the greatest act of the human will if we put its whole grandeur into a sentence it is the action of god's created image seeking union with her divine original and seeking it so that this image may be healed from offence and perfected into likeness by the reception of life from the eternal life 
and be prepared for beatitude through the gifts that descend from god's infinite perfection so wonderful is the power of true prayer as to make it evident to reason as well as to faith that its efficacy can never depend upon such weak and sinful creatures as we are again there are obstacles in our own nature in those many and strong attractions to ourselves against the exercise of true and pure prayer which not only require a divine mediator of prayer but a divine mover of prayer this mover is the holy spirit of god st paul has taught us this we hope for that which we see not we wait for it in patience likewise the spirit helpeth our infirmity for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself asketh for us with unspeakable groanings and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what the spirit desireth because he asketh for the saints according to god romans chapter eight verses twenty five through twenty seven the holy spirit is the prime mover of all the true prayer that created spirits offer in supplication or adoration to the holy trinity he is also the helper and supporter of our supplications but these prayers obtain their effective power from the sacrifice and the pleadings of our lord jesus christ such is the sublime dignity of prayer what then is our part in this holy exercise to follow the inspirations to obey the movements and attractions of the holy spirit the divine comforter of souls whom jesus christ promised us to be our paraclete our other advocate with the father moves us to repentance dwells in our heart by charity and helps our infirmity with the light of his wisdom and the power of his gifts our prayers are then attached to the prayers of jesus christ our sufferings to his sufferings and our patience to his patience the holy spirit the most sublime lover of our souls moves our will by his grace and sustains our humble petitions and we when we pray in spirit and in truth respond to his movements and whilst groaning under our mortal burden sigh in desire beyond what words can express to be delivered from all that is weak sinful and miserable in ourselves and to be brought to the perfect charity and peace of god such is the sublimity of christian prayer moved and helped by the holy spirit resting for its efficacy on the merits of christ and formed in the soul by humble obedience to those divine inspirations the prayer of the christian transcends the whole order of creation and for the love of his incarnate and crucified son and of the loving action of his holy spirit the father beholds that prayer with clemency and repays it with mercy and bounty the soul herself is drawn to follow her prayer and in following approaches near to god the spirit is humbled in the consciousness of her wants the heart is opened and filled with reverence the virtues rise into our prayer and receive greater perfection from this holy exercise 
truth is enlightened to us hope is elevated love is enkindled repentance deepened for the divine virtues rest the soul on god and adhere to him as their one true object such is the spirit of true prayer if trial comes to darken the understanding and dry the affections so long as right intention remains the efficacy of prayer is not lessened but is rendered more effectual through the greater faith and patience with which it is continued for the object of prayer is not to please ourselves but to honour god and to open to him the desires of our heart and the more our prayer costs us the more precious it is in the sight of god we then fully realize the words of st paul we hope for that which we see not we wait for it in patience prayer then is not an affair of words but an action of the internal spirit words are but an imperfect instrument for the manifestation of the deeper movements of the soul there is a great deal in the action of true prayer which words are incapable of expressing the truest word of prayer is the interior and spiritual word that word of the spirit which consists in the silent movements of the soul's desires towards god the posture of the body again should be a kind of silent word expressive of the interior posture of the soul of the prayer of words without the prayer of the heart the almighty speaks with indignation this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips glorify me but their heart is far from me and they have feared me with the doctrines and commandments of men isaiah chapter twenty nine verse thirteen the hour cometh saith our lord and now is when the true adorers shall adore the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to adore him god is a spirit and they that adore him must adore him in spirit and in truth st john chapter four verses twenty three and twenty four when therefore our lord gave us a form of prayer made his sacrifice the centre of worship and ordained his sacraments he required that we should put our spirit into his prayer and our heart into his sacrifice and sacraments st paul has indicated the vast difference between the spiritual prayer of the new law and the ceremonial prayer of the old where he says i will pray with the spirit i will pray also with the understanding i will sing with the spirit i will sing also with the understanding one corinthians chapter fourteen verse fifteen we adore the father in truth when we pray in the faith of christ jesus the eternal truth we adore him in spirit when we pray in the grace of his holy spirit for grace and truth came by jesus christ st john chapter one verse seventeen when therefore we assist at the holy sacrifice in which jesus christ the very truth pleads for us or join in the solemn offices of the church or having shut the door pray to the father in secret our prayer must be in spirit and in truth 
and the words we use must express the inward movements and desires of the heart for the father seeketh such to adore him hence vocal prayer should be mental as well as vocal and spiritual as well as mental whenever we say the lord's prayer or the devout prayers which the church provides or recite the inspired psalms we must remember that the words are given us to waken up in our souls the profound sense of what they signify and to move us by spiritual action to put that sense into the words we utter that the mind may accord with the voice true prayer observes st gregory the great is not to be found in the words of the voice but in the thoughts of the heart the voices that reach the ears of god are not words but desires if we seek the eternal life with our lips without desiring that life with our heart our outcry is nothing but silence but when we desire that life from our heart though our mouth be silent in that silence we cry to god hence holy job exclaims who will grant me a hearer that the almighty may hear my desire job chapter thirty one verse thirty five and the psalmist says the lord hath heard the desire of the poor thy ear hath heard the preparation of their heart psalm ten verse seventeen all true prayer even that which is called vocal resolves itself into mental and spiritual prayer it includes the internal motives that enlighten and elevate the mind and the internal aspirations of desire that move the soul towards god and the words are but the outward expression of those internal motives and movements true vocal prayer therefore is the outward language of internal adoration and of supplication in spirit and in truth pure mental prayer uses no external words but only internal words the more the soul is habituated to this interior prayer the more perfectly will she make her vocal prayer this needs no proof for it is obvious that when the soul is accustomed to interior recollection she will carry that recollection with ease into her vocal prayer and as the truly recollected soul sees god everywhere she will especially find him in the language of prayer which to the recollected heart is the most congenial of all languages the hand has five pliant and docile fingers which lay hold of their objects and do their work but the three first have the chief power the soul has also five faculties which are employed in mental prayer and by means of which we take hold of the objects of the soul and work with them but of these faculties three are principal and purely spiritual the memory in which our light and knowledge are stored the understanding by which we draw light and knowledge from the stores of memory and the will by which we consent to or refuse what is before us by which we love or hate by which we desire or refuse to desire by which we assent or dissent and by which we make resolutions to determine and guide our actions 
but besides these three superior faculties there are two others which when they work in their right and proper order are subordinate to them these are the imagination which gives to the mind the images of external and visible things and the interior sense which on its inferior side is in communication with the corporal senses and on its superior side is in communication with the spiritual gifts of god whereby we feel the things of god that move our spiritual affections st paul says they that are according to the spirit mind the things that are of the spirit romans chapter eight verse five and again strong meat is for the perfect for them who have their senses exercised in the discerning of good and evil hebrews chapter five verse fourteen through the help of the imagination we represent to ourselves the life of christ the truths of the gospel and the mysteries of faith but in ways that are more or less figurative these pictures of the mind are illuminated by the light given us and are perfected from the stores of truth in our memory the next step is to penetrate with the understanding through these sensible images or words into their interior and spiritual sense and thus rise from the visible representation to the pure truth as it is in god feeling that truth feeding upon it and absorbing it into the soul as the bee extracts honey from the flowers thus meditation is a gradual ascent of the mind by the act of the will from the sensible representation of sacred things formed in the imagination with the help of memory to their interior and spiritual sense and signification and from their interior sense and signification the mind ascends to the pure truth as it is in god so that what begins in meditation ends in contemplation in my meditation says holy david a fire shall flame out psalm thirty eight verse four as truth enters the soul her desires open the holy spirit of truth moves the affections the spiritual sense is touched with the flame of love and the soul is moved to love to adore and to resolve upon her conduct meditation leads to contemplation as the soul ascends in greater simplicity from the figures and images of truth to the very truth as it is in god divested by degrees of that sensible and multiplied imagery with which it is clothed to our senses and imagination the soul looks into that truth and feels that truth with a simple eye and a simple heart and so receives it by dwelling upon it that it greatly increases the knowledge of god and of ourselves for when by the divine attraction the soul rises from the labour of meditation to the simple tranquillity of contemplation god makes a partial revelation of himself to the contemplating soul and in his light we see light psalm thirty five verse ten thus the will uses the imagination to represent those visible things that help to bring the mind to god and especially with the help of memory 
brings the mind into contact with the person life words actions sufferings death and glorious mysteries of our god and saviour jesus christ the understanding enlightened by faith penetrates into the interior spirit and sense of what the imagination externally represents to us but it is the will that moves the understanding to dispose ascensions in the heart rising from truth to truth until our soul rests upon the one supreme truth and infinite good who is the final end of all desire and therefore of all prayer our spiritual sense most intimately connected with the will and the receptive cause of our spiritual affections when it is touched by the spirit of god is that which gives us the feeling of refreshment and consolation in prayer touched by the light and sense of god the will bends down our whole being to his divine influence and illuminated by his truth lays open her infirmities and her wants to his mercy and goodness and performs all the offices of prayer and praise the great obstacles to prayer are self-love the inconstancy of the will and the sadness that results from self-love and inconstancy self-love draws our sense thought and will to ourselves instead of surrendering them to god and to the guidance of his holy spirit this causes the will to vibrate like a pendulum but in a very unsteady way between god and oneself making the soul restless impatient inattentive and wandering yet we cannot look to god and to ourselves at the same time we cannot feel after god and after ourselves at the same moment this is not pure prayer but prayer mixed with distraction self-love and confusion this generates sadness which injures or destroys the zest for prayer yet this gives us no knowledge of ourselves because we learn to know ourselves as we are reflected in the light of god prayer is either public or private public prayer is essentially vocal that all who are assembled for its performance may unite and pray in common to all who are thus united with one heart and soul especially in the church or in the family our lord has promised that he will be in the midst of them but if the father seeks the true adorers to adore him in spirit and in truth why do we use vocal prayer first because christ has taught us to use vocal prayer and has given us a perfect form of it by way of example secondly because as members of the church we owe to god and to each other the public communion of prayer as well as mutual edification thirdly because vocal prayer is designed for the outward expression of internal prayer the prayer in spirit and truth fourthly because the words and signs of prayer especially those provided by the church awaken the inward mind and heart to apprehend the light and sense of prayer and move the affections to lift up the soul in prayer as saint augustine says 
by words and signs we are more keenly wakened up to holy desires fifthly as our body has been the instrument of sin it should be made the submissive instrument of the service of god sixthly the united supplication of heart and voice especially becomes those who pray for the remission of their sins the prophet osi says to sinful israel take with you words and return to the lord and say to him take away all iniquity and receive good and we will render the calves of the lips osi chapter fourteen verse three the calves of the lips is a figurative expression for the sacrificial offerings of the voice the tongue is a great offender it should therefore be a great expiator seventhly it may be added that a humble posture of body responsive to the humility of soul especially becomes us in penitential and supplicatory prayer that the whole man may be vocal as well as the voice hence the custom from the beginning of the church of not only kneeling striking the breast and prostrating but also of extending the arms in supplication towards heaven that the body may not only not oppose or contradict the movements of the soul but may express and help her pious movements st augustine has pointed out another excellence of vocal prayer namely that whilst the words help to take us from distraction and raise our mind to god they remind us of what we are of what we want and of what we ought to desire from god when for example we cast our eyes on the words of the lord's prayer they become as a luminous mirror in which the divine master of prayer shows us the excellence and fruitfulness of prayer the chief wants of the soul and the virtues to be put forth in prayer end of lecture ten part one